Welcome to Maximal Being, a podcast devoted to ditching fad diets and using real science to get you healthy and feeling great. I'm Doc Mock, a GI and functional medicine doctor who harnesses the power of gut health to get you achieving your goals. And I'm Jackie P, a well-informed layman who challenges the experts and asks the questions that you want. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button or leave a comment. And now, on to the show. Hello, 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 Maximal Beans. It is I, Jackie P, your layman, your man's man, your homeboy, with <laughs> Doc Mock, my co-hostess with the mostess. Doc Mock, how are you this beautiful day? Jackie P, it is a beautiful day here in Tampa, Florida. I just went for a walk down Bayshore, breathed some of that beautiful, fresh sea air. And you know what, Jackie? We had mourned the loss of my SCOBY during the last oh. podcast because it did not make it in the move. But the return of the SCOBY has come. And so cheers to that. Hey, back. Yeah. Cheers to SCOBY. Actually, I was going to tell you, my SCOBY currently is is in the SCOBY ICU. I uh, oh, no. Honestly, <laughs> when I got it from you when you were still in Cleveland, I... 100% completely forgot I had it. That's the, actually the first round. <laughs> so, uh, but, you know, today's not of talking about SCOBY. We're talking about taking care of your future self, right? So very exciting today. We have Kathleen Trotter, right? A author, life coach, fitness expert, personal trainer, all around bad ass yep <laughs> kathleen how are you today well first of all can i just say what is a scoby i'm like listening to her. Oh. Like, i don't know if you have enough time you might be, you might be opening up a can of words what is this? tell me tell me tell me yeah so the scoby is a bunch of bacteria and yeast that makes its own kind of hotel oh, and this a- thing kombucha? Yeah, and this thing makes ah, kombucha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Okay. It looks I, like a jellyfish, right? Okay. It's weird. I actually got that okay. for my dad for Christmas. He loves making kombucha. I just didn't know what it was called. Okay. Yeah. No, Symbiotic culture bacteria. That is awesome. Thank you. I love having a growth mindset. It's one of the things that I feel is, you know, a super skill for fitness and life. So there you go. I just, I learned. Thank you. Paleo, keto, vegan, and carnivore. Maybe you've tried them all. But did you have success? Are you still doing that diet? Turns out there's not just one diet right for one particular person. By understanding how your body works and the relationship behind your body's workings and these diets, you can then approach the perfect plan for you. In the Perfect Human Diet course, we talk to you about your body's inner workings and the pros and cons of each plan. We discuss how our ancestors ate and have eaten and lay a framework to tailoring a plan that is perfect for you. To learn more about the Perfect Human Diet course, head to MaximalBeing.com courses to find out more. And as always, I'm Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your health. You cannot supplement your way to health, but there are things that we need to add to our lives that can maximize our pathway to wellness. The American diet is virtually devoid of omega-3 fatty acids, which play a major role in cardiovascular disease, gut permeability, and mental health. Personally, 
I take omega-3s every night and iHerb is the best place for clean, natural sources of supplements. I love the ZenWise Omega-3 Fatty Acid Supplement, which is free of fish burps and good for the environment. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com slash iHerb, that's I-H-E-R-B, and enter the code B as in boy, D as in dog, B as in boy, 5528, and receive 10% off your orders for all supplements. Maximize your supplements with iHerb. How are you, Kathleen? How? Oh, I'm fantastic. I love being on these podcasts. I love talking about health and wellness because, um, you know, health and wellness changed my life. I, honest to God, like you would think, okay, she, you think that I grew up loving fitness. You know, you said I've, you know, I've written books and I've done marathons, I've done Ironmans, but I spent the first half of my life um, unfit and unhappy and hating being in my own skin. I'm about six feet tall and, you know, I was just really awkward. And my mom was a single mom and we moved around a lot and she was a classical um, actress who meant she did a lot of Shakespeare. And so, you know, I'd show up at these schools and, you know, I would have no friends. I didn't know anybody. And like, I'd be quoting Shakespeare and everybody just was <laughs> right. They were like laughing at me. And I don't know. Anyway, I just grew up. Yeah, no, no. But you know, like any origin story of any sort of like hero's origin story, what was sort of objectively quote unquote bad turned into the fertilizer that, or the manure that I grew from. And I'm actually so grateful from those experiences because now when I work with clients and I, you know, I coach people, I can really empathize with what they're going through because, you know, I haven't always loved moving. In fact, I honestly, like so much of my life, I spent lying to get out of gym class. You know, I would pretend to be sick. I cried. I would sneak food um, and, you know, exercise and food was such I don't know, it was a shameful thing for me. It really was. And it's, it's not anymore. And so I can say to people like, yeah, I know you don't want to move. I know it feels terrible in your body. I know it feels kind of creaky, um, but that doesn't have to be your destiny. Like the you of today doesn't have to be the you of 10 years from now. And I can literally say like, I know from personal experience. So, so yeah, that's, that's how I am. And we also had a beautiful day here in Toronto, which is very rare because it's winter and Canada is freaking cold. So it was beautiful. <laughs> I'm in a very good mood because the sunshine, like, is it not amazing when you just it's so healing? Yes. Just like if you're in a bad mood, nothing is better than going for a walk and like looking to find a bird, look at the sky, feel the wind on your face and, you know, have some yeah. You're you're absolutely right. Actually, we one, I love Toronto. My favorite pizza I ever had was in Toronto. It was Detroit really? style pizza in Toronto, but this is oh, not a yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, I, I did I, I do realize how much I enjoy the sun, even though I'm from Florida, left mm. Florida because I don't like hot weather. But mm. after the winter we had this year, I was like, you know what? I can use some sunshine and we've been having some sunshine. We're on the edge. We're, 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 we're crawling, crawling out. there. So well, um, important, like, you know, to know the things that are your like quote unquote, change your state things. And sunshine is one of them. So, you know, for a lot of people, it could be music, it could be meditation. It could be phoning a friend. It could be, you know, just moving your body. So exercise, but it could be like dancing. Um, and if you have that list of things that, you know, will make you feel better then when you are feeling, you know, sort of sluggish or, or depressed or sad, or you had a bad day at work, then you don't have to be the sort of slave to your mood. You can say, okay, well, I have these list of five things that I know will make me feel better 
and let me do them. And you feel more in control. You feel like you have agency. And so for me, sunshine, going for a walk with a podcast is definitely, you know, one of those five tried and true things that can, that can change my mood. Or even if I'm in a, you know, an argument or I'll call it a debate with my partner, James, you know, even just sort of saying, you know what, let's pause this conversation. And why don't I go for a walk or you go for a walk or we go for a walk together, but we don't talk about this issue. It's amazing. You come back and your mindset is completely different. There is, there is true power in, in movement and, and expert coaching right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, my, one of my things is music. I listen to music all day. If I can, if I'm not on the phone, I can sort of and, feel uh, that in you because even when you were doing the introduction, yeah. you were kind of, yeah, I even have a standing desk. I even have a standing desk so I can, yeah. I can be mobile. <laughs> look at me. I'm looking, moving. Yeah. but, uh, well, listen, Kathleen, I'm so excited to have you here. As again, for those of you who do not know, who are listening, I'm Jackie P. I am your layman. I'm here to make sure that these two experts keep the conversation at a nice low roar. What does that mean? No jargon, no crazy fancy medical talk, nothing that you need to take your dictionary or Google out to understand. Doc Mock? Why are you turning to me when you're talking about medical jargon? No, just kidding. <laughs> What's going on, Maxwell Beings? I'm Doc Mock. I'm a therapeutic endoscopist, which is a fancy type of GI doctor that removes and treats GI tract cancers. I'm also a functional medicine doctor, so offering the other side of medicine. And I am so happy to be having this conversation today. Back to you, Jackie P. All right. Well, I mean, we've already had a, 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 a dash of Kathleen's origin story, but, you know, Kathleen, you've done so many things and you already are doing so many things. You know, what I'd like to do is like, what would you say would, was the, if there was a aha moment, right? When, you know, you said you, you use that manure, right? To grow out of, which is, I love because no one ever thinks of manure as a fun thing to be in, but manure is so powerful and helps to grow a, growth for plants and everything. So, you know, what, what was like the aha moment when you said, you know what, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to change my life and also others' lives. Yeah. So I think what I said before, you know, going from hating my body to now what loving mm-hmm. my body is what Brené Brown would call sort of the gold, like the gold plated version of my story. It's too fast. Like nothing happens that simple. And I think part of what happens is, you know, takes, you know, my story was, 20 years in the making. And when you're on these type of podcasts, then you say it in sort of 20 seconds to two minutes. And then people listening are like, oh my God, well, I can't, if it's that simple for her, well, there's no way I can do it. Cause it's not that simple, right? Like it feels, it feels fake. Um, and so I'm here to say it wasn't that simple. Um, and I think the interesting thing about those aha moments is, you know, that the saying like, it's the 10,000th coin or it's the millionth coin that makes you a millionaire, but those, that, that coin doesn't matter without the ones that came before it. And that's what I would sort of say about any health journey. Like sometimes you do have that aha moment, but usually it's based, um, it's built from a lot of other different things. So, okay. So let me back up. I have this amazing (laughs) mother (laughs) and, um, she's a single mom and she said to me, I don't know if I was maybe 16 or so. She said, listen, we have tried everything. I've put you into ballet. I've put you into softball. I've put you into, I don't know, like literally she tried everything. And she's like, you have not liked anything. She's like, we have to go to the drawing board. You've always 
felt more confident with adults because I spent so much time with her at the theater. Um, and she, she's like, you never spend, you never feel good with your peers. So why don't we get you a membership to the YMCA uh, where the demographic is sort of over 40 and under five. And she's like, you just have to go and you have to start by walking for 10 minutes. Um, and what I really appreciate about that and what I want to hammer home to the listeners is my mom didn't say you have to start walking and do an hour. She said, what is sort of a hurdle that you can comfortably jump over? What is a little win? I'm really big into little wins because little wins accumulate. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I feel better. My identity is changing. I feel stronger. I feel like I can do this. So she found me a little win that I could do. And she found me a situation that although I didn't feel hundred percent comfortable in, you know, I wasn't like jumping for joy to go, but I I also didn't feel so uncomfortable that I couldn't go. She made it doable. Um, and really that experience was the, really the beginning of my fitness philosophy, which is, you know, movement has to be thought of as a non-negotiable, but how you move is up to you. And the name of my first book is finding your fit. And the idea that I work with all my clients on is how do we find your fit? Like, how do we find that first little thing, your equivalent of that 10 minute walk, your equivalent of the why, is it working out at home? Is it joining a walking group? Is it, you know, just going to the park and playing with your grandkids? Is it training for a race? Because you used to love, I don't know, biking when you were young. So maybe you join a long distance, like biking thing to, you know, raise money for cancer. I don't know what it is, but we have to find it. So, and the thing about those little wins is, I think people disregard them a bit because they're like, well, it's too small to make a difference. And my point is, I'm not saying you start with 10 minutes and then end with 10 minutes. What I'm saying is you start with 10 minutes as the door that lets you into a life that you feel more comfortable in, um, where like a comfortable being healthy, being fit. So I started with 10 minutes and then that went to 20 and then 30. And then I started to do some strength training at the Y started to take some aerobics classes. And then they were like, you know what? You take so many classes. Do you want to teach them? So then I went through the course to learn how to be an aerobics instructor um, and then I was just teaching all these classes and people liked them. And it was giving me so much confidence because I was like 17 and teaching, you know, like 40 or 50 adults in a room, how to, you know, step touch. And it was just, I don't know, it was like, I can do this. And then it just sort of slowly, slowly snowballed from there. I was always wanted to be a lawyer, but I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. So why don't I become a personal trainer while I go through law school, like go through my undergrad, because you can do anything in undergrad and then go to law school. So I was like, okay, I'll do kinesiology. I'll, you know, I'll do some personal training. And then I finished kinesiology. I did kinesiology and women's studies. And I was like, well, um, and that really inspired this sort of like, you know, wanting to inspire everybody to be active. And then I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm not ready for law school yet. So then I did a year of uh, Pilates equipment training and I was like, well, I'm still not ready for law school. And anyway, eventually I was like, you know what? I like doing this. So I decided to get a master's in exercise science. I, you know, said no to law school and I'm really happy that I did that. But it all started with my mom saying, it doesn't matter what works for anybody else. It only matters that we get you moving. Um, and what I say to all my clients is you do not have to be great to start, but you do have to start to get great. And don't think like, don't self-sabotage with this, like, well, 10 minute walk, it's not enough. I'm never going to be fit. It's like, that is the starting place. And you need to accumulate, accumulate those coins to make you that health millionaire, right? Or, you know, if you like another analogy, think of a health bucket and it's like these little drops that go in. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, oh, I have more energy. I can stand a little bit taller. The thing that dropped on the floor, I can bend down and get it easier. My grandkids, we have more fun. I can play tag. I'm not out of breath. I can walk up the stairs. Um, but I love your financial 
um, analogy. Yeah. If only we had a financial expert in the room what? who could talk Ooh. about the concept of <laughs> aggregate gains or compound interests, which is so relevant to like wellness. It's so relevant. It's so true, right? It all builds <laughs> on each other. Um, I love you guys have a great dynamic. I love how much you laugh. <laughs> no, I'm really serious because I think it's really important. You know, we were talking about this before we started recording. Like, I think with health and wellness, people, everybody thinks of it as like from somebody from the outside being like, you must do this. And it feels really oppressive and it feels unfun. And that's a, mm-hmm. just a recipe just to stop and not do it long-term. And if you can find your internal reason for doing it and you can find some fun and some joy, you're much more likely to be consistent and, you know, put that money in the bank every day. Right. And then you wake up one day and you're like, Oh, I got, I got money. I got some, I got some Skrilla to spend. I got some health. Yeah. What's going on, Maximal Beings? It's Doc Mock here. Many of you are returning to the gym now, but some are not going back. Regardless of what you plan, Rogue has got the right gear to fit your needs. I personally own a barbell set and love it. The black op shorts are sweat resistant and flexible for getting deep in your squats. Head on over to MaximalBeing.com Rogue for our referral link. Order three items and they ship for free. And as usual, it's Doc Mock, and I'm here to maximize your pathway to wellness. If you're stuck at home and cannot make it to the grocery store, delivery may be the best way to stay clean and healthy. Instacart is the national leader in the direct-to-home delivery service. With numerous major chains and food from smaller stores, you can get those local veggies sent directly to your doorstep. Head on over to MaximalBean.com slash Instacart and maximize your nutrition today. Were, were you ever a person that was in a camp? Meaning like, did you ever at any point in your career say, only do cardio, only do strength training, only do Pilates, or have you always been somebody that's been open to all areas of fitness? Great question. I think for the most part, I've always been open to all areas because I have this, I do have a growth mindset. Like I really love learning, um, but mostly I've really just seen how, you know, the benefits are any of anything are moot if you can't actually make yourself do it. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing softball, but I hated it. There's nothing wrong with hockey, but I hated it. Um, I look at my dad, he loves playing hockey. Right. And if I said to him, well, you're never allowed to play hockey again in your life, but you have to take ballet. Like he'd not be active. Like he's almost, you know, he's, what is he 75 and he plays hockey four days a week. And, you know, so I look at, yeah, I look at my mom. She loves yoga. She loves walking the dog. So I think I've, I'm, I just really believe in the power of movement and how it can make you stand taller and feel more energetic and just feel more authentically you. And so I don't see the point of making, of saying to somebody, well, oh, you love these three things. Well, don't do those three things. Do these four things that you really hate and then do that for the rest of your life. Like it just seems, I don't know. It seems kind of pointless, right? Like, I don't know. Do you go for things that you love and that I'm sure that helps you do it regularly. Right. I feel like, and Jackie and the listeners have all heard me tell my story (laughs) of doing tons and tons of like, you know, cardiovascular exercise and not really getting anywhere and then picking up the weights and really striving. And, you know, now that I've done some deep functional medicine sort of um, analyses of my epigenetics and my genetics, I realized that you know, certain people, I think, just have predispositions or expression of genes that makes them better at one type of activity or another. And I think that, you know, we in the wellness industry are guilty, not necessarily the people in this room, of course, of putting them into a, yeah, like saying you belong in this bucket, 
when really maybe their genetics say you're going to be LeBron James and you're going to be the next like amazing pro basketball player and they're running on a treadmill, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting point. And what I would say is to that. So I've always, I'm predisposed to enjoy like running. So I did Ironmans in my twenties. So I really do. My genes are very slow twitch muscles, fibers. Like I am definitely in that camp, but I almost feel that because that's the thing that I gravitate towards the most. And I love, like, I love running. Like there's nothing like it. But what I say to my clients who are runners is you have to be, you have to earn the right to run. Um, And what I say to my dad is you have to earn the right to play hockey. So I'm a, I am a believer in doing what you love, but I'm also a big believer in using what you love to inspire you to do the things that you need to do so that you can continue to do the things that you love for the rest of your life. So I make my dad do strength work and balance work and ankle stability things, um, because that will allow him to skate. And if I didn't frame it, like, well, these things will help you skate. I think he would like be like, no, like forget about it, but because it will allow him to do the things he loves. And it's same thing with me. Like I don't love strength training, but I make myself do it. And I make myself do it because I've been injured enough from just running and just biking and that repetitive motion that it doesn't really matter if that's what I love. I won't be able to do it if I don't do the other stuff. So, you know, and it's similar, like my partner loves golf and tennis. Um, but when he doesn't do the other things that are important, the strength training in the core, he got, you know, he got plantar fasciitis when he stopped doing his like sort of physio moves and, Um, so uh, yeah, so I think my answer to that is like, yes, I really do believe in people doing what they love with a really big dab of be intelligent, be smart and respect your body. And there are these pillars of fitness that are important, no matter what you love, right? Like you need strength training, you need mobility, flexibility, however you want to put that bucket and you need cardiovascular, but they, as I mean, as both of you guys know, they complement each other, right? Like if you don't have mobility in your ankles, you can't do a good squat. You know, if you want to do hill running again, you need mobility in your ankles, or you're going to compensate through your back or through your hips. Um, and I say that from experience because my left ankle, um, had some mobility issues after a, a injury. And then that caused me to injure my right hip because I was doing all this hill training and I couldn't get the dorsiflexion to my left ankle. So what did I do? I hiked my right hip, right? So it's just, the body is this really integrate, integrate, integrated, inter- Oh my God. I can't even say the word integrated. There you go. That's the word. <laughs> I'm smart. Really? Um, yes, you are. Yeah. Um, right? it's, and so Um, I do try to help my clients find the balance between doing what you love and doing what you need. Speaking of clients. So, you know, you mentioned that you're working with your partner at times. Is your partner the hardest person to train? Because I feel like as a healthcare provider, there's two kind of camps of like close people to you. The ones that'll just show you the mole on their butt at a family gathering. And the ones that just, you can tell them anything and they're not going to listen to because you're little Schaefer that, you know, they helped change your diapers. Oh my God. I love that question. Um, (laughs) His name is James and we've been together since high school. So very long time. We've broken up and got back together a couple of times. So, you know, it's not always been that awe, but, but for the most part, we're we're pretty happy. Um, And so I would say that like any relationship it's gone through phases, but also that answer has gone through phases. So there's been lots of times in our relationship where he has not wanted my help. I think right now is a time where he does because he is trying to improve his golf and tennis game and he had yeah. some injuries. So he, I think realized that when he told me to sort of shove it about the physio stuff before, <laughs> maybe it wasn't the best choice. So now he's sort of, will ask me my opinion, but we have a pretty jokey way of doing it. Like, you know, if he's doing something, I will say like, 
you know, and they'll ask me a question. I'm like, okay, so do you want like the girlfriend Kathleen answer or do you want the professional? <laughs> and like, he's the I'm totally willing, to, you know, he can say, oh, I just want the girlfriend. And then I'll be like, okay, great job. Whatever you're doing is awesome. You know, I want the professional. And then I'm like, no, not, okay. That's not good. Change that, do that, move that, you know, so <laughs> to decide if he wants me to be naggy Kathleen or just like chill Kathleen. You know, I'm glad that I'm not the only one because I have the exact same relationship with my wife. I yeah. always, before she says anything, I was like, listen, I need Jackie, the listener or Jackie, the solver. Like yeah. literally I prefaces everything. Important, right? Yeah. 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 But most of the time, actually, our partners just want us to listen. And it's hard yeah. if you are in a business where you are a solver, right? Like as a financial advisor, you solve things. As a doctor, you solve things. I solve things for my clients. They bring me and she's like, okay, so one, two, three, four, these are what you're going to do. You're going to come back, email me tomorrow, tell me how it went, you know? And sometimes James wants that, but most of the time he just wants to be like, oh my God, that sounds like a shitty day. I'm really sorry. You know, just just (laughs) need the ear. ear. Yeah. Exactly. So it's good to know. Have you guys ever seen on YouTube? I think it's called, um, I'm not the nail or it's just the nail or it's not a nail. Have yes. You okay. Yes. With the nail in the forehead. The nail in the forehead. Yeah. So any listener, I think, um, listen to this. If they haven't watched that, the nail in the forehead, if you just Google like nail in the forehead, it's such a funny and it's exactly about what we're talking about. Right. <laughs> it's like, so the woman has a nail in her forehead and she's like, I don't understand why all my sweaters have holes. And the guy's like, well, there's a nail. And she's like, she's like, no, I just don't get it. And anyway, it's like, it's so funny. Like, like, you just don't listen to me. Funny. Yeah. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. I am listening. I have a nail. <laughs> anyway, yeah. And it's hard if your job in my my job in life and you guys, your job is to tell the person how to take that nail out of their head so they don't have the holes in their sweaters, right? But then yeah. off yeah. part. Got to meet them where they're at, you know? Yeah. What's going on, Maximal Beings? Doc Mock here. If you haven't done so already, leave us a comment and hit the subscribe button. Let your friends and family know. That way we can get the word out and continue to bash the bro science.